Hello and welcome to the Smarter Online Marketing Podcast. I'm Alison Christie and in each episode I'll be giving you tips to help you improve and scale your online marketing so you can reach more clients and make more sales. So in this episode, we're talking all about Pinterest and an organic pinning strategy. And I've got five main tips in here to help you make the most of how you're pinning, how you're planning your pins, how you're uh, creating your content for Pinterest. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's dive in. Pinterest. It's a visual search engine and it has real power when it comes to helping you drive traffic to your website. Um, 2020 has seen lots of changes in Pinterest to pinning strategy, well, as well as pretty much every other aspect of our lives, of course. So if you're looking for a clever way to grow your online audience, it might be time for you to refresh how you're using Pinterest or if you're looking to start, to start using it strategically so that it can help you uh, smartly drive traffic to your website and in today's podcast episode I'm sharing tips to help you do just that we've got five main things in here um, and you can find out more about them over on the blog on my website at alisonchristie.com so let's get started so number one our first tip do use keywords I'm starting with the less exciting bit I know probably won't grip you but you do need to use your profile, board descriptions and pin descriptions in Pinterest well. That means making the best use of each and fill in those descriptions with relevant keywords, phrases, etc. Now, I know that just saying keywords might make you want to run for the hills. Um, we've started talking SEO all of a sudden. We're not talking about pretty pin pictures, but honestly, do not worry. Um, All I mean by keywords is filling your descriptions with the words that people are going to search for. So when they go to Pinterest and they start looking for something, what are they going to type? Make sure you're filling in your descriptions with those words. Now, yes, there's a way to build a keyword strategy for Pinterest. And yes, I can help you do that. But at its very simplest, we're just talking about those descriptions and the sentences and phrases that are going to help people find your content what would they be searching for? So like anything that's search engine based, it's part of how your content is going to be ranked. So the more keyword rich your descriptions are, the easier you make it for Pinterest to rank you higher when it comes to people discovering your content. So keywords, absolutely critical, get them sorted first. Now, a next little tip when it comes to using Pinterest in 2020 is to absolutely prioritise your own content on Pinterest. Now, I've mentioned a minute ago there have been big algorithm changes that have been bedding in throughout 2020. And with that, Pinterest have been advising us all to prioritise our own content even more than normal. Now, for some people, that means a big change especially if you've been pinning mostly other people's content to your boards. Um, I guess it's important to say that we're talking specifically about driving traffic to your website here. So of course, most of your pins should be designed to do just that, drive traffic. 
I'm going to go on about this a lot. Um, the secret, I guess, is to use 90% of your own pins or to create 90% of your own pins from your own content. The remaining 10% can come from a few select places and there's a way to make sure you're making the most of them. We'll get to that in tip four. Um, but for now, prioritising your own content means using as many different images and keyword descriptions uh, so that it's driving traffic to your own site. A question in that though, does the ability to pin most of your own content mean you need to come up with endless amounts of blogs and articles and links to send people to? I know a lot of people's first thought when they hear they have to pin 90% of their own content is, I don't have that much content. But absolutely not. And this is the really, really good part about Pinterest. You can create multiple pin images for one URL. And each time you post a new pin image that goes to that same URL, as far as Pinterest is concerned, that is a new pin. It's a new image. Yes, it's going to a URL um, or a link that Pinterest has seen before, but it is a new image, a new pin. So that helps it to rank as new content. So how do you prioritise your own content and use multiple pins that drive traffic back to one link? I'm going to give you an example here. Let's say you publish a new blog post each week. For each blog, you can create 20 pin images. Now, those 20 pin images don't need to be on the blog on your website. You don't have to fill it with images. Um, and you can create them from Canva or... There's all sorts of places where you can get free templates and just adapt those for your own brand, pop in the title of your pin, and then that's it. You've created those images. You then use a scheduling tool. Now, I use Tailwind. It is fabulous when it comes to Pinterest scheduling. And in Tailwind, you just simply upload those 20 images, for example, your keyword description, the link you're sending traffic to, you then pick the boards you're pinning those images onto and then you select uh, an interval between how often those images are going to go out. So this week's blog post that you've got going out, you've got 20 images now. You can make that last 20 weeks just by adding in an interval in Tailwind. You can make it last 10 weeks by posting out that pin image twice a week. You could be posting it out every 10 days, so it's going to last you the next 200 days, for example. So you can see how your content can start to build up. Now, that's just your blog for this week. If you've got one next week and you've got another 20 pin images, etc., etc., you can see how you can really build up a bank of content that's going to last you for months and months. And well, let's be honest, it takes time to create content for your business. So you really want to get as much value and as much life. For so it's a really good way of maximizing the lifespan of every single piece of content that you create. No more creating something once and then it goes out once and then that's it. You're done with it. Let's start creating content that we can use for the longer term. I'm certainly on board with that. Uh, so that takes us on to our third tip, which is the rules. So Pinterest has rules like every other uh, platform out there. 
And it's important that you use Tailwind, I think, to schedule that gap between your pins that I've just mentioned. So when I'm pinning the same image to multiple boards, I aim for at least that seven day gap between those pins going out. So the same image isn't popping up too often. It's really important and it helps Pinterest to view you as a responsible pinner and not a spammy one. It's also doubly important, and this is probably the most important tip for Pinterest and the algorithm in 2020 and going forward. Um, You can't and you really shouldn't uh, pin the same image to the same board in the next three, six, five days. So in the next year. So what's the risk if you don't do this? Well, you could find yourself um, having your Pinterest account blocked or finding yourself in Pinterest jail. Nightmare. You don't want to be a spammy pinner, so that's the way to avoid it. Make sure you're not pinning the same image to the same board in the next year. So once you've used those 20 pins on the boards that you want to send them to, then that's it for this year. You shouldn't be using them again. And this is one of the big don'ts for Pinterest. Now luckily Tailwind helps you out hugely here by giving you a warning and telling you you've pinned this image before but it did go to a different board um, or you've pinned this image before and it went to that board so it's going to prompt you and tell you so you can make sure that you keep in Pinterest good books. Now I have a spreadsheet that I use to do uh, exactly this so when I'm planning out pins um, and planning out the boards that they're going to and planning out schedules for them that we can keep track of what was posted when and what was posted where. Um, And that's an essential tool for me and an invaluable way to keep track for yourself. So when you're creating pins, just pop it in a a few little entries on a spreadsheet and then you know it has gone out, you can't use that one again this year. Now can I just say, I mentioned Pinterest jail a minute ago and I just have to tell you what I think Pinterest jail looks like. I just see a place with gorgeous pin-worthy cakes, lots of craft equipment, things you can do, checklists, soft cushions, gorgeous interior design, cosy couches, beautiful scenery outside, and where everyone is just so nice and lovely. I just have this image of Pinterest jail. So, do you know what? I think it sounds like more like a retreat than anything else. We could all do with a bit of that, couldn't we? A bit of pampering. Anyway, back on track. So when it comes to our next tip, we're on number four. Um, I want to talk about pinning from others and doing that sparingly. Now I mentioned in tip two that 90% of your pins should be your own content. So that leaves you with that 10% that you can repin from other Pinterest users. And it makes sense when you've only got that 10% left to choose wisely and plan carefully. Whose pins are you going to pin? Which pins are most relevant to your business, to your boards, to your aims, to your objectives? Now my strategy at the moment comes back again to Tailwind and using their Tailwind tribes. I share from my Tailwind tribe mates first. That's part of the deal when you join a tribe. Different tribes have different rules, but generally the idea is that you share as much as you post into your tribe. So it's kind of a one-for-one arrangement usually for most tribes. You add one in and we'll share it for you. You share ours. And that's just kind of common sense really, isn't it? And that way everyone gets a chance of having the tribe members share other people's content. 
And that also means you need to be strategic about any tailwind tribes you decide to join. So make them useful and meaningful for your brand and for your business. Don't join themeless or really broad tribes. You won't find the content in them that's going to help you fill your 10% with entirely relevant uh, on-point content for your own boats. Now, the next tip I want to share is just about monitoring what actually matters in Pinterest. Um, if you've got pins going out regularly, your board is you know relevant and recent and consistently posting, etc., etc., then the next part that you're going to want to look at, and remember Pinterest is a long-term game, you need to build this up over time. But the next stage is monitoring what actually matters, keeping an eye on your stats. Now, that's really important. But knowing which stats matter when your purpose is to drive traffic is really crucial. Now, like everywhere, there are some vanity metrics that don't really make a difference to your objective. So a little word of warning from me, don't get sucked in by the stats that are not relevant for your business. Now, what matters when you're driving traffic to your website is, of course, link clicks. You want to monitor the number of people in Pinterest who are clicking on your links and making it through to your website. Link clicks are the metric to pay attention to above all others. Those clicks are where people are going to sign up for your opt-ins. They're going to read your blogs. They're going to follow you on social. And they're going to, importantly, fall into your audiences for Facebook and Instagram ads, for example. Now, you also want to monitor link clicks to figure out which boards and which pins your most popular pieces of content too so it can help inform what you're going to be pinning in future and by that I mean you use the information on where people are clicking um, to help you create more pins for the same pieces of content for example so if you've got a really popular blog that people keep clicking through from then create more pin images for that blog keep it um, evergreen keep it keep that lifespan going of that blog Pinterest analytics can really help you to make the most of all your pieces of content. Um, the more your audience is responding to those pins, the more you know that's what your audience is interested in too, and the more content you can create around the particular topics that are popular as well. It kind of tells you that there's a need for that on Pinterest. People are looking for it, so it can really help guide your content strategy as well. I think that's our five little tips to help you maximise your up-to-date guide to driving traffic with Pinterest. Um, check out my other blogs. I've got a few uh, on Pinterest and podcast episodes as well um, on Pinterest and Facebook ads. And let me know if there's any questions you have or anything you'd like to see covered in a podcast episode. And we can certainly do that. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. You've just been listening to the Smarter Online Marketing Podcast with Alison Christie. If you've enjoyed listening, I'd really appreciate your review. And don't forget to head over to alisonchristie.com for lots more tips, free content and downloads to help you get smarter with your online marketing. And don't forget to subscribe for weekly updates.